No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Monday night edition, Daily Boogie Fucking Podcast. Let's go! I hope you had a lovely weekend because I certainly did. As always, we've got so much to get through in so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, please head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Subscribe to the podcast. You know how to do it. Follow on, on Twitter at boogiebumper. You know all these things. You know all these things. You know all these plugs. You know how to tip to the show if you want to tip to the show. Right? It's fucking obvious. You know how it's the same as everybody else's stuff, okay? I don't have any new thing. So if you want to tip, head to the thing that everybody else uses. One of them, anyway. Thank you for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is Cheatbox Wine. Tonight's recommended snack, ladies and gentlemen. Bland brand, no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here at 7 p.m., Always been at 70. Always. Always. Ah. So thank you for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, Monday night, thank you for sharing the show out. We've got a lot to get to. We've got a lot. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of those serious ones. And when I say serious, I mean fucking serious. Some of the things we have to cover tonight. You might want to take the little kids and, you know, put them to bed, maybe. It might be a little early. They'll probably get angry. Mum, I can't go to bed now. It's still sunny outside. And you tell them to shut their mouth, otherwise Santa Claus isn't coming. And then you lock them in their room with a lock that you've had on the door, on the outside of the door. So they can't unlock it. You don't even let them, don't even make a sound. Keep them in there quiet, put little headphones on them. It's going to be that kind of a show. And look, I know, I look at the analytics for this show and I know a whole bunch of people like kind of, they stick around for like the first five minutes or so and then they decide, okay, this isn't good for me. <laughs> and, and so they're away. And really, we, we can't blame them, obviously. So this is your opportunity now. Like, I've let you know the kind of stuff that we're going to cover. So if you want to toddle off, put the kids away, get yourself, you know, a nice cup of tea or something, just take a couple of minutes to mentally prepare yourself. I'm going to allow you to do that. Because that's the kind of host I am. Each one of you get one toy. Bring it back to the carpet. Bring it back to the carpet. Carpet, carpet, carpet. Back to the carpet. Bring it back to the carpet. Back to the carpet. Carpet, back to the carpet. Carpet, back to the back to the carpet. Carpet, back to the back to the carpet. Bring it back to the bring it back to the back 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 to the carpet. Bring it back to the carpet. Carpet, carpet, carpet. Back to the carpet. Bring it back to the carpet. Back to the carpet. Carpet, back to the carpet.
just for playing that old clip. I found that this morning. Um, I was listening to JJ Stone's program, dlive.tv slash JJ Stone on the way home from work. And he was playing one of those mashups that he plays where the guy takes like President Trump's speeches or Biden's or it was JFK on this occasion and, you know, mixes it with another song. And it just reminded me of like my all-time favorite mashup was from like 10 years ago. Uh, press one in the chat if you've heard a song called Buttery Biscuit Bass and press two in the chat if you haven't heard it. If most people have heard it, I won't show you. But it's I rem- I still remember when that came out and how fucking funny it was. It's a good one. It's taken from two hosts of the British... I think it's the British Bake Off. One of those reality... It might be MasterChef. I think it was MasterChef. So it's taken from like two hosts from the British version of that, one of the cooking shows. Oh, there's a lot of, I'm very happy because there's a lot of twos in the chat. (laughs) Cause that means I get to play it. (laughs) So I I put the link in the chat for that one. This guy's Swede Mason. I went to it, so, you know, cause I remembered our buttery biscuit base. I remember who did it. So I went to his channel and disappointingly, he hasn't really done anything for the last couple of years. But this was fucking huge, like sort of 10 years ago. Very happy that most people haven't heard it. So here you go. Uh, it's th- it's two it's two guys from MasterChef, uh, Buttery Biscuit Base. I like the base, 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 base. I like the buttery biscuit oh, base. Oh, fucking slaps, like man. Base, it slaps. Base, like if this is your first time, base. enjoy. I like the buttery base. I like the buttery biscuit base. I like the buttery base. I like the buttery base. Base, 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 knowledge. Yeah, I don't know. 
The brilliance of Swede Mason. Like, I'm fucking so happy that there was mostly twos. I knew J Daryl would know it because he's in the UK. And it's obviously like British MasterChef. But I was fucking so happy that most of you hadn't heard that. <laughs> wobble base, wobble base, wobble, wobble, wobble. That's the, that's the greatest mashup of all time in the age of the internet. All right. Let's get into it, shall we? I wonder what Jesus thinks of all of this. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Monday night edition of the Daily Boot. Boogie podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. Uh, what we see on the screen is the famous image of the, the statue in Brazil, Christ the Redeemer, uh, lit up proudly across the Brazilian landscape with a big vaccine saves written across his chest and arms. And it's just... It's wonderful. <laughs> I imagine, I imagine that even very pro kind of vaccine, very pro lockdown, very we've got to do whatever we take, whatever it takes. We're going all the way with this. I bet even a few of them, when they saw this, would have gone, "Well, I'm not sure I like that. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's in the spirit of it. Don't we? Don't you think that's a little too much? I'm sure there was a few of them." because it is quite the fucking sight. I always thought it was Jesus saves. <laughs> you know what? If Jesus were around today, I think he would say, uh, listen to authority and do whatever they tell you. It's pretty much. He would say, yes, absolutely. My flock, I need you to go out there, roll up the sleeve, okay? You got to do, hey, don't you want to be on the right side of history? That's what he would say. He'd say, don't listen to that Donald Trump guy. <laughs> He would endorse. Hi, I'm Jesus Christ, and I endorse this message. <laughs> he'd be doing. He'd be doing like the the talk radio tour, right? The CNN tour, the MSNBCs, like Dr. Fauci. You'd have Fauci and Jesus sitting next to each to one another. Well, you know, Jesus, I I never really appreciated the work you do, but obviously you care so much for everybody. That's true, Mr. Fauci. I don't know why he would have. An American accent, Jesus. I guess it is the modern times, but look at this. Wonderful stuff. Winning TV with a diamond. Exactly. My Jesus would be vaxxed and shaming. Yes, he would especially be shaming people, especially the poor people, right? He'd especially, he'd especially be shaming the poor people who kind of live in the flyover states or perhaps not in the big cities, right? who potentially might have, you know, very different views about the world. He would hate them. Absolutely hate them. Bro, can't you be more progressive? I mean, don't th stop thinking about yourself for once and think about everyone else. I mean, hey, what would Jesus do? Obviously, obviously he would get the vaccine. <laughs> oh. Wonderful. Brazil. Brazil really is um, stunning and beautiful at night from a distance, isn't it? Look at that. I'm not sure I'd like to. I'm not sure I'd like to wander around Rio de Janeiro even in the brightest of sunshine at like one o'clock in the afternoon. I probably still would be. Mm, when's our flight? I think I'll just I'll hang here in the hotel lobby in the corner. Thanks anyway. But you know, at night when you can't really make anything out, 
and from a distance where you don't get to see anything up close, it really is a beautiful little city. Look at that. Isn't it wonderful? Vaccine saves. Someone I think very correctly put out on Twitter, like as a reply to this, they said, how come it's in English? <laughs> I mean, they speak Portuguese in Brazil. Portuguese doesn't look, when it's written down, it doesn't look anything like English. Trust me. It's very hard to speak Portuguese. So I kind of, you know, one has to draw the conclusion that if it's written in English, um, because like, how much coverage do you think it would have got if it were written in Portuguese as opposed to English? Hmm. But hey, what would Jesus want? Well, first he'd want, you know, to use your native tongue. Lovely. Inspiring. There you go. Inspiring messages from Jesus and yes, and he... <laughs> Now, if you're listening to the podcast, you have a collection of, I'm going to say, about a dozen women, just women. Okay. Uh, they are standing in front of the Jesus Saves Christ the Redeemer. Oh, pardon me. Vaccine Saves. Jesus doesn't save anybody anymore. The Vaccine Saves Christ the Redeemer. Uh, raising one hand in the air. Um, is it vaccine power or mask power? Or is it, people are asking, is it a Heil vaccine? I'm not sure if I'd go that far. I mean, clearly... You know, clearly the dictators of times gone past have never used uh, Christ or the Bible or religious um, motivations whatsoever to justify wars or foreign incursions and whatnots. <laughs> That's never happened. So, I'm just glad that they're not using Christ, like they're not using Jesus in the most public and prolific of ways by, like I said, brandishing vaccine saves across the chest of Christ the Redeemer. <laughs> I, I'm just really glad that they're not, you know, going there. <laughs> they're not using it. And then Jesus, of course, endorses this message. It's all entertainment. Speaking of entertainment, have you heard of this? There's this series of concerts going around called Vax Live. And, you know, we appreciate here on this program, because we're a, we're a valued member of Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, I just want it to be clear that uh, clearly myself and Susan Wajiki, or as I like to call her Suze, I call her Suze. That's how we know each other really well. Uh, we were chatting on the phone a couple of days. I don't even remember when it was. She called me during dinner. I said, Suze, you know my cutoff. And she said, Boogs, look, I'm sorry. This was an emergency. Uh, she told me about this series of concerts, Vax Live, where it's, you know, we'll get all these celebrities together, these obviously very magnetic personalities who draw in eyeballs that everybody worships, and we'll get them doing the right thing, you know, promoting vaccines, uh, pr promoting good health, health, promoting good COVID health safety guidelines for us to follow, <laughs> telling us what we should do and what good people we are for doing it rewarding us with a little pat on the head, a metaphorical pat on the head. Of course, you would never get within, I'm going to say, 50 feet of any of these people. Their security teams will drag you down to the ground and wrestle you out of the vicinity because that's good social distancing, right? That's how much they care. So, I mean, if the entertainment doesn't convince you, 
We've been giving away donuts. We've been giving away coffee. We've been giving away tickets to the baseball. We're giving away lottery tickets. Uh, we're giving away bags of weed. We're giving away tours of Dracula's Castle. We're giving away two laps behind a safety car at Talladega Motor Speedway. We're giving away the fucking lot. You cannot get enough. So, of course, it seems only fair that we can get these celebrities together, like I said, who everybody worships, and they can really just drive the message home. I mean, what else What else do we need to do to convince you fucking rubes out there that this is the right thing to do? As we know now, Jesus is on our side. And if Jesus is with us, who can be against us, ladies and gentlemen? Vaccine saves. Forget about this Jesus guy. Respect the message, okay? So if Jesus doesn't get it done, if Jesus doesn't get you over the line, how about Jimmy Kimmel and Ben Affleck? Welcome Ben Affleck and Jimmy Kimmel. I'm Ben Affleck. We're here tonight to celebrate the return of... If you're listening to the podcast, Jimmy Kimmel is dressed like the 1970s version of Batman's sidekick, Robin. And I mean, like, not dressed like him, exactly like him, down to a T with the little tights and the little shorts and the little yellow cape. I mean, he's just so fucking talented, isn't he? I mean, this is so wacky. Who would have thought to have done something like this? I mean, That's how we conduct ourselves here on Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. That is really funny, Mr. Affleck. It's really funny, Mr. Kimmel. Okay. Continue selling the idea. Sell the dream. The shared experiences that uh, we've missed so Hold much. Hold on a second. Hold on. Yeah. Excuse me. Hello. What? What do you mean, what? You told me we were dressing up. I, I said wear a suit. Yeah, and I wore my suit, and you're not wearing your suit. What? <laughs> you see what he because he thought he meant suit and uh he meant the uh the outfit the robin suit you see and so he didn't know so he came down there dressed up like robin he didn't get it he didn't know what was happening fuck man fuck it all man Fuck yeah, bro. You know, what I love most about modern celebrities is they're just so fucking charismatic, aren't they? I mean, they really bring you into their method, to their craft. They really are something to behold. They're special. They're special people. They're better than me. They're definitely better than you. I mean, they really are just a cut above, aren't they? The cream rises to the top, ladies and gentlemen. It's comedy. 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 Capital K. Why do you think I would come here wearing a Batman costume? Why would you? I mean, that's so crazy, Mr. Kimmel. <laughs> that's brilliant writing, Jimmy. I mean, who would go dressed up like Robin? Who would expect somebody to dress as Batman? I mean, <laughs> it's just so original. Hey? <laughs> Look. If the donut doesn't get you over the line, if the coffee doesn't get you over the line, the free beer, the free weed, the tour of Dracula's castle, the two laps around Talladega Speedway behind the fucking safety car, right? If none of these things get you over the line, 
when it comes to doing the right thing, being on the right side of history and not being a science denier, ladies and gentlemen. And surely, what if? What about they made you a promise, if we give you this, then you'll find this funny? <laughs> huh? Everybody just marches in there. They've, you're handed a free dribble bib as you go in the door. And everyone just sits there drooling on themselves. <laughs> hey, Mr. Ben Affleck, how come you're not dressed as Batman? <laughs> what if that was the promise associated with it? People would be fucking lining up. <laughs> you mean I'll get to find this funny? I can't fucking wait. Of course, the of course the results are permanent. What was that? Nothing. Sign here. Did you say something about permanent? No, 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 no. I said the laughs will be permanent. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Sign me up. Dribble bib, dribble bibs for all. That, because be you're weird. Batman. Yeah. Duh. yeah. Go ahead. Oh my god, it's so funny. Oh my god. Ah! <laughs> Look at the crowd reactions. This woman in the front here is reacting as though she were on Oprah and she was just given the keys to a fucking Ferrari or something. Ah, fuck! Head is all the way back. Can't contain the laughter. The the laughter is violently escaping her fucking chest. Up through the throat and out through the mouth. It's, It's so bad, it's giving her fucking whiplash, ladies and gentlemen. That's how funny it is. That's how fucking hilarious this is. I mean, how do they come up with it, really? How do they do it? (laughs) To celebrate the return of these shared experiences. Yes. Uh, Ilsa Jane with a diamond. Thank you for joining us. Robin is looking sfeet. Is that supposed to be sfeet? I'm sorry. Svelte? It's just look, he's good. He's He's not only looking good, he's looking talented as well. He's so freaking talented. Can barely contain myself. I missed so much. All the major sporting leagues have come together to donate tickets to the Super Bowl, the NBA, the WNBA, NHL, and Major League Soccer. Uh, WNBA, though. I mean, I mean, let's be honest here. You you don't have to have a global pandemic to be sitting on a mountain of NBA WNBA tickets that you can't get rid of. You know. Kind of like how they just wedged it in there in the middle. NBA, Major League Baseball, football, NASCAR. We're giving away all the tickets. WNBA as well. So what? (laughs) They're always giving away WNBA tickets. (laughs) There's always seats available. Hi, I hope... Hi, is that the WNBA? I hope I didn't miss out on finals tickets. We got a couple left. And it scans back and it's just a whole, a full warehouse, a printing machine, just spitting out tickets constantly. Sir, we're going to have to buy some more warehouse space. We don't have anywhere to put these fucking things. <sighs> just burn them in a dumpster. <laughs> oh, you know, I love that they're throwing in the WNBA tickets. Oh, hot, hot topic, that one. Hot potato. Soccer All-Star game. Plus tickets to the World Series, Formula One, yeah. U.S. Grand I mean, we've got it all, baby. We've got it all. WrestleMania and the Daytona 500. Fantasy packages. From every major Fantasy sport. packages. I mean, this is a fucking infomercial. I mean, don't you want to join the resistance? Join the resistance. Uh, go in the audience, clap at Jimmy Kimmel dressed like Robin and very, very, very hacky back and forward jokes, right? 
That's step one of the resistance. Now, step two is you've got to pay homage to all of these major corporations and sporting bodies. <laughs> Honour the corporations. I mean, look at this. Major League Baseball, Formula One, they're all ready to be on your team. Won't you be on theirs? Well, I guess I will. I wouldn't want to disappoint them. I really do love being here on Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, here at Team YouTube, I think I can speak on behalf of Team YouTube. We, we absolutely endorse this message. You know, because we, we trust the science. We respect the science. We respect the authoritative voices that are pushed to the top of our news feeds every single day by just a handful of these very caring corporations who love us and want to protect us from the bad things. There you have it. Um, oh, you know what happened? Sometime over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen, it was Ron Paul Day. The intervention was a major contributing factor. Have you ever... This was 14 years ago. I want to take a little stroll down memory lane for pre-aneurysm uh, Ron Paul, which was best Ron Paul. 2008. Look at this. Intervention was a major contributing factor. Have you ever read about the reasons they attacked us? They, they attack us because we've been over there. We've been bombing Iraq for 10 years. We've been in the Middle East. I think Reagan was right. We don't understand the irrationality of Middle Eastern politics. So right now we're building an embassy in Iraq that's bigger than the Vatican. We're building four. Remember how he said, remember how everyone said how crazy he looked? <laughs> Remember how everyone said, oh, get this, get this twisted loon off the stage. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Ah, oh, please. Whatever you say, doctor. <laughs> he thinks we're not spreading democracy. <laughs> he's probably a terrorist himself. I mean, he's definitely a senile, crazy old person. Did he just say we shouldn't be at war? What the hell is going on here? <laughs> you know? Did he just say that we're spending millions and millions of dollars building embassies in these countries that don't fucking want us there? I mean, what kind of a loon is this guy? Get him off the stage. We cannot have this. 14 permanent bases. What would we say here if China was doing this in our country? What would we say here if China was doing this in our country? I think we'd be doing what uh, Jesus wants us to do, ladies and gentlemen. Vaccine saves. Let's just ask the big guy. See what he thinks of all this. Next week, you know, across Christ the Redeemer, it says support Israel. <laughs> <laughs> Little star of David on Jesus' chest. <laughs> Do whatever Israel says. Okay. You heard the man. Look, I, I want somebody to climb up there and put a mask on him. If, if they could do that, this huge fucking, like, you know, sailboat jib, sail fucking, the spinnaker from a sailboat. Right across his face. Jesus says, mask up and do what Israel says. Oh, okay. <laughs> you heard him. Let's go, fellas. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, that's right. Ron Paul Day, ladies and gentlemen. You're in the Gulf of Mexico. We would be objecting. We need to look at what we do from the perspective of what would happen if somebody else did it to us. Are you suggesting we invited the 9-11 attacks, sir? I'm, I'm suggesting that we listen to the people. Hey, he said something about 9-11. I think you should shut up now. And the 
just a bit fat trap. You really should know. Yeah, that's all well and good, Dr. Paul. Dr. Paul, I think you bring up some good points, but you should know 9-11. Ah. Oh. However, how is he going to recover from this? Dr. Ron Paul, you've talked about um, auditing the Federal Reserve and the need to return to the gold standard, that we should remove troops from foreign wars that don't concern us and instead focus on security at home. But a lot of people are asking, Dr. Paul, what about 9-11? Huh? See? He's got nothing. Can't answer that one, can you, eh? <laughs> Mr. Smart Guy, big brain, Dr. Paul Smart Guy. Huh? ...who attacked us and the reason they did it. And they are delighted that we're over there because Osama bin Laden has said, I am glad you're over on our sand because we can target you so much easier. They've already now, since that time, have killed 3,400 of our men, and I don't think it was necessary. Wendell, may I make a comment on that? That's really an extraordinary statement. Oh, look at this. Giuliani, the <laughs> Giuliani, the candidate in 2008. Listen to this. So was he was he still mayor in 2000? I don't think he was, was he? I think de Blasio was mayor by 2008. I can't remember when, though. <laughs> so Giuliani running for president in 2008. Dr. Paul, 9-11. Well, you know, I think that they're really happy that we're over there still because they can target us. Well, that's an outrageous, that's an outrageous statement. <laughs> What a ridiculous statement from Dr. Paul. Mayor Giuliani, would you like to say something? Yes, I would. 9-11. Twin Towers. It happened. So, you know. Bloomberg was mayor by then, says Nikki Fruit Loops. Thank you, sir. Director of Communications in the chat, Nikki Fruit Loops. Terry. Wendell, may I make a comment on that? That's really an extraordinary statement. Extraordinary. It's an extraordinary statement. As someone who lived through the attack of September 11, that we invited the attack... As somebody who lived through it, as somebody who was there, me, Mayor Giuliani. As we were attacking Iraq. I don't think I've ever heard that before. And I've heard some pretty absurd explanations for September 11. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Huh? 9-11. Thank you, Mr. Giuliani, for putting a putting a stop to that. Stomping that down where it started to sprout up. Fuck. I mean, what was this crazy guy fucking thinking? Did you hear some of the shit he said out there? Hist- ridiculous. Extraordinary. Woo! USA! USA! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Politics is pretty easy, isn't it? When it's all said and done, you can get into like complex political discussions about strategy and diplomacy and, you know, appeasement and all of that stuff, public relations, optics, all of that shit. You can spend hours and hours and hours and hours, but it really just comes down to saying the most fucking base, um, lowest common denominator bumper stickers. At the, at the correct times. Somebody in the chat, Carrie Monkey, said timing is essential. Uh, absolutely. You have to get it out there at the right time. Otherwise, people don't pay attention. But it really is just a, hey, here's a, here's a, here's a two or three sentence fucking quote that will 
Just destroy everything else anybody could possibly say. <laughs> 911. Oh, okay. Kitty B in the chat. Giuliani, the guy who got military men off that molested children in daycare. Some kids got STDs, but they found no evidence. Well, I mean, if STDs were the problem, then clearly we have the solution. Vaccine saves, Kitty B. If only those children had turned to Christ earlier, they'd know that they should have taken their vaccines. Hey, we're here to protect people. We're keeping you safe. Thank you for keeping me safe, Jesus. And I would, I would ask the congressman to withdraw that comment and Please tell us that he didn't really mean that. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> what an arrogant little cunt. <laughs> I would ask the congressman to withdraw that statement and apologize. Now march in here, young man, and tell everybody that you're sorry. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> sorry, Dad. I didn't mean to upset everybody at Thanksgiving. Congressman. I believe very sincerely yes. that the that the CIA is correct when they teach and, and talk about blowback. When we went into uh, Iran in 1953 and installed the Shah, yes, there was blowback. Uh, the reaction to that was the taking of our hostages, and that persists. And if we ignore that, we ignore that at our own risk. That if we think that we can do what we want around the world and not incite hatred, then we, then we have a problem. They don't come here to attack us because we're rich and we're free. They come and they, and they attack us because we're over there. I mean, what would we think if we were... Happy Ron Paul Day, everybody. I mean, what a lunatic. And here we sit in uh, 2021, 13, 14 years later, ladies and gentlemen. So this was in 2007 then. So 14 years later, here we are. Still still having the same fucking discussion. How much has changed in the last... How much has changed in the last 14 years other than more debt and more dead soldiers? Oddest question. Press one in the chat if you think people in that region Happy are still Hanukkah fighting. Monitor. Press two in the chat if you think they're not. <laughs> Winning TV tipped $3. Thank you, sir. Good guy. Back Good guy. then, this won your election or re-election handily. Okay, let's have a look. Welcome, yes. Cohog, to yes. the town hall mayoral debate between <laughs> Great reference. Adam West and challenger <laughs> Lois Griffin. <laughs> we will reference. now open up the floor to questions from a community at large. Yes, Mrs. Griffin, how do you feel about those computer websites that put a blue square websites. on the sex offender? Well, the safety offender. of our children is a very important part of my plan for Cohog. Good. I have a 12-point program children. for the security... <laughs> I'm sorry, your time is up. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not impressed, I'm not impressed, not yet. Mayor West, <laughs> if re-elected, would you increase the frequency of garbage pickup? Well, citizen, that's an excellent question. Hello, citizen patriot. It. I think it's great we live in a town where you can ask questions. Because without questions, <laughs> we just have answers. And an answer without a question is a statement. Oh, I like him. He looks me in the eye. I don't know what it is. Yes, fantastic. Oh, 
Because that's what Jesus wants. Oh, shit. Lois, undecided voters are the biggest idiots on the planet. Shut up, Brian, you little fucking know-it-all. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Who let this fucking dog in here, anyway? Fuck off, Brian. Nobody asked you. <laughs> yes, Adam West. F in the chat for Adam West. Try giving short, simple answers. Sir, your question, please. Miss Sorry, not F in the chat for Adam West. F in the chat for Adam West. <laughs> Mrs. Griffin, what do you plan to do about crime in our city? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> because that's what Jesus wants. Correct. 9-11 was bad. <laughs> And if that ain't love, I don't know what is. If that ain't love, I don't know what is. That's an extraordinary statement as someone who lived through the attack of September 11, that we invited the attack because we were attacking Iraq. I don't think I've ever heard that before, and I've heard some pretty absurd explanations for September 11. I would ask the congressman to withdraw that comment and tell us that he didn't really mean that. 9-11 was bad. I agree with that. And I can't believe how he... <laughs> Nearly caught it. <laughs> oh, well. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. 9-11 was bad. We're on Team YouTube. Jesus wants you to get the vaccine. <laughs> oh, okay. So tell you what. If Jesus doesn't convince you, if Jimmy Kimmel and Ben Affleck can't get you on the board... If two laps around Talladega Motor Speedway can't get you on board, how about this, ladies and gentlemen? How about a highly edited pro-vaccine happy TikTok song, huh? Hey, what do we think of that? I'm sure I'm wetting your appetite as we speak. I'm sure your pants are tightening. I'm sure if you were to get up and walk around the room right now, you would sound like a coffee percolator in a very quiet cafe, you know, like... Very moist. Soggy down there. So I know you're excited for this one. Let's go. <gasps> it's vaccination day. Yay! It's vaccination day. Today I get my COVID jab and I'm feeling really fab. For months I have been waiting for this day. Oh. When can I get my second shot? And will it hurt or will, will it, it not? not? Oh, I think I am gonna be okay. It's just a small needle, right? <laughs> Can you be in the chat? I am already breathing through my pussy. Now I want you to close your eyes and imagine that you can breathe through your pussy. Breathe it in. Hold it in there, hold it. Keep holding it. And then breathe out through your pussy. <laughs> I'm going to start getting copyrighted by that guy soon. <laughs> For the people who don't want it 
and still refuse to take. Well, thanks to it's you, magical. I don't have to this is so magical. That's the that's the word that springs to mind for me. I mean, it's like a be- it's like the beautiful parts in Aladdin or the Little Mermaid. I mean, it's just fucking magical. And clearly, this man is very talented. <laughs> it's vaccination day. I'll take a jab from me. That's what Jesus would want. 9-11 was bad. I know that Jimmy Kimmel loves me. Cause I'm on Team YouTube with me and Suze. We'll get the vaccine and convince you to, to. You're gonna love it. I really love to be free with my vaccine and passport for me. There you go. See what we did that? We just wrote another, you know, magical fucking children's classic right here on the show. Congratulations, everyone. All right, let's get back to this one that's going off its tits viral because the guy's just so original and talented. And nobody else could have just thought of something like this. (laughs) Nobody else could have come up with something like this. So let's get this out there. Vaccination day. It's vaccination day. Today I get my COVID jab and I'm feeling really fab. For months I have been waiting for this day. So difficult to do this. When can I get my second shot? And will it hurt or will it not? Oh, I think I am gonna be okay. Okay, And for the people who don't want it and still refuse to take... Well, thanks to you. Kitty, this would make a great grinder ad. Oh, there's a glimpse. Now I don't have to wait. Who wants to take me home, hot boys? Hmm? Hi, my my name is Stephen. I enjoy... I enjoy Walt Disney films and getting vaccinated. (laughs) I enjoy getting health checks regularly. I recommend my future sexual partners showing me the results of their blood tests. Because I trust the science. What's the matter? Hey, slow down, Stephen. Didn't you know that asking people for their personal medical information is really, really bigoted? (gasps) No, Aladdin, I didn't know that. That's okay. It's not like I'll catch anything if I'm gay. Government will protect me. Give me vaccinations. So I can have sex with whoever I want. Yeah. I think we're onto something here. Cause for the first time in forever, I might get to kiss a girl. It's been a long time. <laughs> when I get my <laughs> Well, this is sure to help the situation <laughs> accelerate. <laughs> what you should do is show them this. I can hear the vaginas wetting as we speak. Sounds like somebody in gumboots walking through a a field that is made entirely of wet sponges. That's what it sounds like. I mean, this will get the chicks into bed. 
This will get the chicks into bed quicker than anything you can slip in their drink. <laughs> if, if you're lucky, they might have a blood clot and just collapse right there. You can just drag them out and throw them in the trunk of the car. Job done. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be something special? I guess it's worth it then. AstraZeneca. Oh my I'm goodness. World. Yeah. Guys, I'm vaccinated and I know I'm acting crazy, but I mean, I've like waited for a year and for the first time in forever, I won't live in fear. Bravo. And not a single dry eye in the house, ladies and gentlemen. All right. With that, we're going to take a quick five-minute break here on the Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Refresh my beverage, stretch the legs, visit the little boys' room. Because we're COVID safe. So, with that, stick around five minutes, Monday night. So much more to get through after the break. We'll see you soon. And most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in in their millions right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with the good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ! What are you fucking Asian dick crazy? You. You have to ruin my evening. Like I, I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come dick on, I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so. Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Aloha. 
And welcome to Pirate Radio, Ladies of Liberty, the hot seat. Or maybe this is my daily traffic report. I don't know. As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. Another ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our eyes for good It's Irrational Times Original music Interactive trivia Games, guests, VHS rental, Adult Learning Center, Window Repair, Flight Trainer, Kosher Catering, and now introducing the lovely assistant. I do gymnasts. And here I use only the finest jib to combine with an organic jab to produce the highest quality jib jabs. Be fooled by those imitation jib jabs made in Chinese sweatshops. Enjoy fair trade jib jabs made locally here in Canada. Due to the outcome of a previous court case, the lovely assistant is prohibited from jib jabbing outside of Canada. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More Sometimes right on. this world can get you down. There's a one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Come back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Monday night edition daily boogie podcast. Thanks for sticking around. Said, so much to get through. There's always so much to get through. Um, today, I wasn't even going to do a show, honestly. Up until, I don't know, like four or five hours before. I ended up getting like three hours sleep. Got up, but it, well before that, I was thinking, eh, you know what? I've just felt really flat all weekend. Don't know. It's it's like, you know, when you start to come down with something and I'm like, oh, not again. You know, just got over one that I've had hanging around for a month. Not again. But I'm, I'm, I'm confident we can still kind of cut it off at the pass. You know those first few days where you're optimistic and you're like, mm, you know what, I can I can beat this one back. How about take some fucking vitamin C, drink lots of water, let's get ahead of this problem before it becomes a problem, right? So I'm still in that stage of confidence, but I was feeling, uh, And because of that, I hadn't really done any prep over the weekend. I had to do other things. It was just one of those, everything was disrupted. But then I decided, ah, you know what, fuck it. <laughs> Let's see what we can do. So I spent, I don't know, maybe half an hour this morning, just went to a couple of my go-tos and saw if I could pluck anything out. And I thought, oh, we'll see how we go. That might be enough for a show. I did um, ask if you know people wanted us to cover something. I put that out on Twitter and a couple of people did send replies. So we will cover that as well. 
But then, you know, there you go. We end up doing a show. And look, I'll probably run out of time now. You know why? Because I prattle on like a fucking, like an obscene, annoying uh, relative that nobody invited to Thanksgiving. Just prattling away in the corner. You know, this reminds me of that time back in 2008 when Ron Paul said the things. Oh, there he goes again. Uncle Boogie. Who invited Uncle Boogie? He just sits there and gets drunk and then abuses everybody. Well, that's why you're voting for the wrong person, you idiot. (laughs) Oh, no. We really need to start having lunch at these family gatherings instead of dinner because he's already tanked by the time he gets here. At least in lunchtime, he'll only be half drunk. Right? So, so I found a couple of uh, interesting items. Who here in the chat? Now, I don't, I know perhaps um, many of you aren't familiar with like um, political parties and whatnot in overseas countries. Maybe most of you are. I don't know. I don't really know. But uh, if I were to say to you the Labour Party in the UK and as well as in Australia, I would ask you, do you think, one, that they have historically been a a relatively nationalist, um, supposed to be representation of the, the blue-collar working classes, right? Press one in the chat if you think that that's what the Labor Party at least was supposed to be at some point. Or press two in the chat if you think that the Labor Party was supposed to be the stomping ground of the intellectuals and the state. The Labor Party. You know, the employers, the corporations, if you will. So you tell me, what do you think? Ernie, Ernie Banks in the in the chat with the dad joke of the day, Mr. Banks. Uh, pregnant women, that's the Labour Party. Ha <laughs> ha, see that, son? See that, mate? That, that humour comes from fucking experience, ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait till I can say dad jokes and get away with it, because right now everybody just cringes at me and goes, ugh. <laughs> I guess you have to have a little human of your own running around before you can tell those jokes and get away with it, so tip of the hat to Ernie Banks. (laughs) So most people are saying one. Okay, most people are saying one. Well, I've got good news. The years of the Labour parties of, let's say, the UK, uh, New Zealand, definitely Australia, the years of them purporting to represent, you know, the blue-collared working classes, right? And, you know, our workers first, right? Those days, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to report, are fucking dead and buried and gone. <laughs> because this is the new Labor Party. Uh, Farage tweeted this. Now, you can have your own opinions of Farage. I think Farage was at his peak when he was talking in European Parliament. For me, European Parliament, Farage is best Farage. But then when the Brexit vote happened, even though it's been a quagmire ever since... It's kind of like, what do the characters do at the end of Avengers after they win? Like, who are you fighting now? You know? You've already beaten them. So now what? And I, so I think since Brexit happened, this is my legit opinion, I think Farage has been like rudderless. I think he doesn't really know what to do anymore. Because he, you know, it's like the line from that Batman, uh, Batman movie, right? He's like, victory has defeated you. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Wayne, it seems victory has defeated you. <laughs> right. But um, <clears throat> he did tweet this out, and I thought this was very, this was a lot of fun. <clears throat> Pardon me. 
because as a current like blue collar worker myself and somebody who at one point in their working life was you know part of the union movement and stuff who no longer is and hasn't been for quite some time for various reasons <laughs> let's just say that for various reasons the reasons are various just as they are just as they are reasons they are also various in nature <laughs> but no longer a member of the labor party Perhaps those reasons might be obvious after you watch this short collage that was taken at a recent uh, Labour Party meeting in the UK, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy this. Comrades. Comrades. The BIM, uh, comrades. Comrades. Transgender comrades. Trans comrades. Comrades. LGBT plus comrades. Comrades. LGBT plus. LGBT plus community. LGBT plus young people. LGBT plus. LGBT plus. LGBT plus. LGBT plus. LGBT plus. LGBT plus. LGBT plus people. LGBT plus. LGBT plus. There's a great, there's a great quote from an Austra- a former Australian politician in this country. Well, first of all, there was an opposition leader here, a Labor Party guy who lost three elections at different times running for prime minister. Never won one, ran three times. A guy named Kim Beasley. Now, I didn't even I didn't even really mind Kim Beasley because Kim Beasley was more like more like Labor what like he was one of the last kind of very laborish kind of leaders, right? At least at least made noises that sounded like oh we care about you know working class issues and stuff like that at least tried to do that but obviously wasn't very successful and he ended up i think he lost twice to the prime minister who uh has had ran for the second longest time in history he ran against him twice and lost twice that being john howard little johnny as he's known so his dad though his dad was also a politician which is so often the case isn't it how the, you know, the baton gets passed down from one generation to the next. His dad was also a politician. And when he retired, he said, and I'm probably going to butcher the quote, but he said something to the effect of, when I first joined the Labor Party, it was filled with the cream of the working class. And now as I leave, it's filled with the dregs of the middle class. Which is a nice thought. And although I wasn't around when he left, I probably tend to agree. (laughs) So I'm pleased to report that all of that working class stuff, that's now dead and gone. And instead, it's been replaced with, you know, the natural state of the Labor Party, I think, which is, like I said, highly educated issues. LGBT plus, LGBT plus, LGBT plus, LGBTQ plus, LGBTQ plus, LGBT plus pay gap, trans and non-binary, trans and non-binary, trans and non-binary people. I'm sent here by my CLP to represent our black Asian minority. I, I do love over her left, over all of them, you know, part of their set design, if you're listening to the podcast, oh shit, I don't even have the video up. Well, that was silly of me. Now we're going to have to start it all over again. <laughs> So I do love over their over their shoulder, uh, they have their slogan, for the many, not the few. For the many, not the few. But I don't know. It sounds to me like they keep mentioning the few and nothing about the many. Right? You know, of course, you can say, well, I think we should treat all people with respect, blah, blah, blah. I think these groups here kind of had it have it tougher, so we should do X and Y. People can disagree with you, but that's fine. You can say that. But then, of course, <clears throat> if you're talking about doing something for the many, you also understand that 
Many people are not like that. Many people are not that. But somewhere along the line, it became, I don't know, racist or elitist or something to talk about the many. Even though your slogan is for the many and not the few, you talk nothing but for the few. And I'm sure that's going to work out well in future elections. Comrades, 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 uh, comrades, comrades, transgender comrades, trans comrades, comrades, LGBT plus comrades, comrades, LGBT plus, LGBT plus community, LGBT plus young people, LGBT plus, LGBT. Hi, my name's Robbo and I'm a plumber. Yeah, hi. Hi, my name's Rob and I'm a plumber. Um, I just wanted to ask, so the guy that I have a contract with, He's saying now that because the law's changed, he doesn't have to pay me uh, the rest of my contract out when he fires me. He only has to give me like a month's worth of pay. How come that's happening? G'day, my name's Daryl. I'm a truckie. Uh, I was just wondering, with the current cost of fuel, uh, why won't the Labor Party support reducing the petroleum tax to make it uh, cheaper for blue-collar workers who have to travel long distances into cities uh, to get gainful employment? Well, that's a great question, Daryl. Let me tell you something. Uh, the people who feel economic pressures the most are members of the LGBTQ plus community and our trans comrades. Oh. Yeah, g'day. My name's Rob and I'm an electrician. Uh, there have been a few new laws uh, that have come around that reduce the you know, the ability for my customers to decide what kind of heating and what kind of lighting they can have in their home due to environmental concerns. And although we all appreciate that we need to do things for the environment, I think perhaps it would have been more productive for the government to give us business owners, us fitters and electricians a little more notice to make the necessary adjustments to get the right gear that we need in order to conform to the new laws. Wow, that's a really great question, Rob. Let me tell you something. I was out visiting the community and I could tell that the LGBTQ plus community and the minorities and the people of colour were really concerned about how this government is screwing them in the economy. No, that's really not. <laughs> I, I had a more specific question. It was about, you know, getting noticed. Yes, yes, I know. You're, you're just as concerned about the minority community issues as we are here. Remember, we're for the many and not the few. So sit your ass down. Sit, sit your fucking whining blue collar ass down, you privileged white cunt. <laughs> I mean, you're a business owner and you're a white man. Clearly, you're the beneficiary of the patriarchy. Oh, 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 you have to spend $50, $100? extra a week. Oh, oh, you're going to lose your business because of the new taxes and regulations we're bringing in. Boo fucking who? You're a white guy. Coming up after the break, by the way, we're going to announce a big uh, subsidy for people of color who start businesses. How, about, how do you like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sinister Charlie in the chat. Rob is the real problem. I know you ask too many questions, Rob sit your ass down and understand that we're doing this for the right reasons because we want to be on the right side of history. 
LGBT plus LGBT plus LGBT plus LGBT plus LGBT plus LGBT plus people LGBT plus LGBT plus LGBT plus LGBT plus people LGBT plus LGBTQ plus LGBTQ plus LGBT plus pay gap trans and non-binary trans and non-binary trans and non-binary people I'm sent here by my CLP to represent our black Asian minority ethnic members for black, Asian and minority adults, black, Asian minority ethnic children. An inclusive and equitable national education service requires an ambitious and overarching plan for black, Asian and minority ethnic students. It just rolls off so naturally, doesn't it? Remember, for the many, not the few. <laughs> staff, including migrant children, adult <laughs> learners and refugees. This is crucial in a time of rising racism. Um, ah, right. Tom Barringer, Tottenham CLP, he him pronoun, he him pronouns. One society, one species, all working together, no borders, okay. no discrimination, everybody working. If you've seen Star Trek, then you might appreciate that metaphor. <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> If you see, you know what though? Out of all of the speakers so far, he is probably the closest to like a whole bunch of my lefty friends when we were growing up. Some of them still sound like that, but not as many as they did. It's that old thing, right? When you get a bit older, I haven't been in high school for quite some time now. Uh, when you get a little bit older and get out of your early 20s and stuff, you start hitting the 30s and then the early mid 30s roll around. It, it's amazing how much you, you do shift. Uh, politically over time, probably depending on your situation. But that guy sounded most like the most likable. Oh, yeah, I could have a beer with that guy. He He's just a regular kind of bog standard inner city hippie, you know? There's nothing, nothing special or strange about him. He's just like, look, dude, I just think we should love everyone. <laughs> it's like, you know, I can live with that. I can live with that. And that's not so insidious, right? I think that's a genuine guy. Uh, look, you know, I, I just think that we, we're one species and can't we all just fucking get along? You know, I know plenty of people like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, really. But then you have, you know, the stuff that's of a, a slightly different flavor, you might say. Where we're talking about, you know, for the many and not the few, apparently. <laughs> one society, one species, this guy's all right. working together. No borders, no discrimination. Everybody working... If I you- mean, fucking Gandhi over here. The white Gandhi. I just think, can't we all just get along? The fact that it elicits tears in the audience is probably more confronting to me than the speech itself. You know, this clearly boomer woman is like, oh my God, I've never heard this, but you've been hearing the same fucking speeches since the 60s, darling. Don't pretend like you haven't. Oh my God, it's just so inspiring to see yet another person talk about how we should love everybody and have open borders. Wow, I haven't heard that one. Oh my God, it's fucking inspiring over here. <laughs> Give this man a standing O. If you've seen Star Trek, then you might appreciate that metaphor. I do. I just wanted to get up and speak and show my solidarity with all the different so- women we've had speaking today. Solidarity. It's a nice fucking Londoner there. That's a look at the difference, right? So look, look at these. The guys are so fucking um, like so. Look at it. He's got the plaid shirt like buttoned all the way up to the top, and the way he stands at the dais is to like shuffle his hands uncomfortably in front of him, right? 
He's wearing his pass around his neck. He's got his phone in his pocket, but he's he's shifting uneasily. He's very uptight. He's very stiff. He's not very relaxed. Uh, this next chap, same thing, looking down at his notes instead of looking at the audience, shuffling around. He's very um, intimidated, doesn't know what to do. This guy's speaking well within himself, but at least he's standing a little more natural. And then you get this fucking Londoner chick. <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> Now, press one in the chat if you think the more, let's say, traditionally patriarchal effeminate qualities that these men are displaying here at this Labour Party conference and the more natural, confident kind of masculine delivery of the young lady, speaking purely in terms of, you know, you know, like things like body language and, and cadence and stuff like that, Press one in the chat if you think that that's a coincidence. Press two in the chat if you don't think it's a coincidence that this is a UK Labour Party meeting. Right? Let's see. Let's see where stereotypes come from. Do they do they actually come from a place of belief? I mean, do you think it's a coincidence? Press one in the chat. Press two in the chat if you don't think it's a coincidence at all <laughs> that they're in exactly the right place. You know. wall to wall if you're listening to the podcast it's wall to wall too everybody's on the same page here too now have a look at this fucking strutting Londoner chick here so yeah listen I told this fucking cunt listen to me mate you fuck you ever walk in here and talk to me like that again I'll fucking have your ass mate what the fuck are you doing here Get the fuck out of here, you twat. <laughs> Her body language, she's got both arms like on the corner of each, you know, of the podium. She's fully fucking relaxed, fully expressed, supremely confident. <laughs> London a chick. <laughs> Appreciate that metaphor. I just wanted to get up and speak. And I just want to get up and speak and tell all of you cunts what I'm thinking over here. Now you listen to me, you fucking wankers. I'm just up here and I just want to give a little respect to my fucking homegirls out here. Just want to let all my fucking bitches know that they're my fucking best. They're my best mates and we'll fucking go through this together, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then the guy comes back out and he's like, Hi, um, I, I would like it if you preferred if you address me as he, him. And I just want to say that I'm standing up for all of our LGBTQ plus and trans comrades out there. I just want to let it be known that because I'm a white man, I'm not going to be on stage for too long. Because it's time I need to uh, open up the stage to our minorities of colour. I recognise. I just want to say I recognise my privilege. <laughs> and then this chick saunters out. Eh, fuck off, you pussy. Now listen to me. All you cunts out there, you've been doing the right thing. Fight a system, give them the finger, and fucking kick them in the bollocks, mate. All right, we're fucking out. <laughs> We out of here. It's what I like to imagine anyway. So my solidarity with all the different women we've had speaking today. Yeah. We need to challenge the patriarchy and we need to challenge patriarchal structures. Patriarchy is about who holds the power, what they do with that power and who makes the decisions. Um, Carrier Monkey in the chat says fucking hippies. I don't know, man. I used to think that. 
But I, I, you know what? I've I've started to come to the conclusion that by and large, you know, of course there are exceptions to rules and what have you. But I've started to think that um, these they're not hippies at all. I know hippies who are like that old, who would who listen to most of what these people say now, and just shake their head and go, oh, you know. They just they'll just you'll show them something and they'll just sigh and go. Ugh. Like the actual hippies, the actual hippies wanted to take drugs and have sex with everybody. Okay, that was pretty much, pretty much the most of it. And then you got like a little bit more, you know, political when if you're like against the Vietnam War or something, you got a little bit more political when it came to civil rights and shit. These people aren't hippies who are talking about fighting the patriarchy and shit and uh, comrades and stuff. They're not hippies. Hippies, I think, are very apolitical. Mostly speaking, they hippies. Hippies are very distrust, uh, distrustful of government as a whole, but they're too fucking lax and chill to do anything about it. Mostly, so they just run their little organic farms and they go to their little vegan fucking restaurants and shit, and they mind their own business. Most of them, they'll listen to Jimi Hendrix and Bob Marley and you know, smoke weed, and that's it. Most of them, they probably play guitar in a shitty band in a city somewhere. These people are getting up talking about we need to fight for justice and civil rights and stuff. They're not hippies. They're something else. They're a product of, like, the, the modern university system. They come out ready-made activists. You know, you go from... I've had this idea for a while. No, Not many people like it. But I think that you shouldn't be allowed to go to college. Swear to God, hand on. And I'm a very libertarian kind of guy, right? But in my genuine opinion... I, if I were running, like, so in the kingdom of Boogeystan, right? In the kingdom of Boogeystan, we have one college and the mascot is a king. And we only, we don't play against any other teams or anything. We only play with ourselves. <laughs> in the kingdom of Boogeystan. It'll, it, the, the games, the football games of the kingdom of Boogeystan are like the cart patrols versus, um, you know, the king's advisors and maids and shit. I would back the cart patrols in every time because, you know, they're snipers. They're trained athletes. They're going to destroy those fucking foreign gardeners and maids and people who, you know, clean the chamber pot and stuff. They're going to destroy them out there. Don't bet on them. So, yeah, I forget the point now. <laughs> so the ready-made activists are coming out of university, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I don't think that they're hippies anymore i used to like i used to say shit like that but i don't think it's true anymore what they do with that power and who makes the decisions the feminist bell hooks she says that patriarchy isn't gendered and we all know women margaret thatcher Theresa may but oh, we all fuck. know women aren't in our own so i just remembered <laughs> this is part of one of the reasons why i wasn't going to do a show today um so the rule that we would have in boogeystan is you can't go to university for two years after you finish high school. Now, you might finish high school at age 16 and then you can go at 18. All right, fair enough, but it's going to be pretty fucking... You've got to have to be a pretty special student for that to happen. Like, that doesn't happen very often where a kid graduates high school two or three years ahead of where they're supposed to be. And it's like, okay, you can go in then. That's fine. But for everybody else, uh, two years. So you can't go to university until you're you know, after your 20th birthday. That means two years of whatever. And if two year means 
two years means going out and getting a job for two years and saving up a bit of money to put towards your uh, tutoring and stuff, fine. Uh, if two two years means, you know, traveling and shit, which a lot of younger people do, fine, whatever. No, no two years in the military. If, if they want to, how about that? Have the military. I'm not, you know, I'm not a fan of any kind of um, national service kind of shit, man. Obviously, <laughs> being a, being of the libertarian mind, it's, it's going to be very difficult for you to convince me that it's a good idea to force all 18-year-olds into the military for a period of time. It's like, nah, we're not doing that. But a, a bunch of people might want to, and maybe they can get credits or something for their university degree if they do it. You can sweeten it that way, but it has to be a choice. It has to be a choice. Uh, two years in the cart service is a good idea. But so whatever that two-year period looks like to you, then fine. Because I just wonder how many people, if they had at least like kind of two years of getting used to going to work for a relatively shitty wage and being told what to do and stuff and, you know, having expectations on them at work and how they conduct themselves and responsibility and showing up on time. Everybody hates working. I worked in fucking fast food when I was a kid. Everybody hates it. I mean, we had, you still had fun. We had some fucking great nights. You know, some great fun times, but it it, it teaches you stuff. Because if you go straight from high school into university, you basically you're just you're in year twelve still. You know, you're at the you're in your last year of high school for another four or five years, and then some people stay on and do more study. Some of them are there ten years, which is fine, but. That's, you know, you're coming out at the age of like, say, 23 or something, 22, 23, 24, 25. You're coming out and you've never worked like one day. Um, you've never worked one day in your life, you know, in an actual job, some of them. And yet they'll be the ones who get hired as, you know, labor relations experts and shit. They'll be the ones that get hired one day to work for the Department of Workers' Welfare or something in the government. And all that they have behind them is just theoretical stuff that they learnt from university, which they then got a job at a political party applying the shit that they learned at university. And they've been either studying or working for the government for their whole professional life. So I just wonder if two years, once you finish high school, two years before you go to university, okay, good luck. We'll see you in a couple of years. See what you can do. Maybe, and the other thing is, maybe a lot of people after working two years would, would then perhaps decide, hey, maybe I don't have to go to university. Maybe I don't want to do university. You know, I've already been promoted here at my job. You know, I'm a team leader now or something. I'm earning, you know, better money than I was. I think I'm going to stay here and keep doing this. So then after two years, you would only get the people who are really dedicated to do it in the most part yeah of course you're going to get people who are like oh fuck i'm just here for a cruise but they're going to be around regardless of what you do so anyway just one man's humble opinion all right let's have a look at this this one was sent through thank you Thank you to the person who sent this through. You know who you are. Loudoun County, Virginia, where fed up parents there have launched a fiery new ad campaign calling out critical race theory in classrooms. Uh oh. Aiming to oust six school board members who they say tried to target and silence them. Oh. 
Infecting our schools with critical race theory. Training. It is pretty wild. I've got to say. It is pretty wild because we were talking about critical race theory fucking years and years and years ago. Five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Right, obviously this wasn't a podcast ten or fifteen years ago, but I'm sure either you or people you know were always like, "Hey, have you heard about this critical race theory shit?" You know, so it is pretty wild that only you know what a decade later people are starting to give a fuck. Well done, everyone. Well done. Long after the infestation has already occurred, taken root, and started, uh, you know, bearing fruit, started hatching offspring in the various government departments and stuff in the various union movements. I mean, need I remind you of what it means to be a working class hero these days, ladies and gentlemen? Circles who are not necessarily sympathetic to the issues that women face. That black and Asian and immigrant delegates are given priority to speak. That it is not just our role as a party to fight against injustices that we see today, but we must also correct the injustices of the past. Referring to the Kashmiris as committing terrorist acts, I mean, it's more like acts of resistance, in my personal opinion. I think there should be a reference back on that. Thank you. Thank you. Nothing good will come of Brexit. It is a far-right project. Liverpool, Walton, CLP, uh, the safest seat in the United Kingdom, 85.7% Labour. And we are kicking the fascists out of Liverpool again and again and again. Wow, sounds pretty fascist, bro. <laughs> we are kicking the fascists out of Liverpool again and again and again. Hmm, sounds very populist of you, but anyway teachers that Christians are oppressors. Yes. One school board member even endorsed an official... What? They're telling... They're teaching students that Christians are oppressors, but what about this, ladies and gentlemen? Vaccine saves. What are we going to do about that? <laughs> I don't understand. How can the Christians be the oppressors but also pro-science? Gypsy of diamonds uh, with the diamond. Vantage just steals the diamond, Gypsy. None of those males have testicles. You don't know that. Gypsy, you don't know. Everybody in that room might have testicles, mate. <laughs> all of them might. All of them might have testicles and none of them might have testicles. You don't know. You should not presume the testicular situation or otherwise of people you see on the internet. Have I taught you nothing? How can Christians be the oppressors? Look at that. Jesus says vaccine saves. <laughs> ...committee to, quote, silence the opposition. Yes. Parents and teachers are fighting back. Mm. They're recalling the six school board members <laughs> who stood by and did nothing. I mean, bad. parents were bad. targeted. Well, that's part of the ad. Two Loudoun County moms join us right now. Alicia Brandy is a mother of three. Who okay. To the person who sent me this... I appreciate we're going to watch it, but I do have to put my hand on my heart and say, um, I'm going to break my own rule here because normally when a segment is set up with, hey, here's two like busy mums who are going to talk about what's happening at school, it's just a reaction for me. I change the channel. I do. I do. Yeah, I know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I need to learn more about the patriarchy and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> maybe i need to learn more about oppression and giving people with vaginas presumably i mean i wouldn't want to presume 
Maybe they have testicles too. Who knows? <laughs> but I'm supposed to, you know, clear the floor more often for women and our comrades. So I do. I always, yes, Foggy, just click. <laughs> no fanfare, no misogyny, no saying like, oh, fuck women or anything. Nothing ever like that. I just go, ah, oh, no, thanks. <laughs> Switch the channel over. What are you doing? It's like, I just don't care what she says. <laughs> you know, is that sexist? I don't know. So I would normally do that, but I'm going to break my own rule here and hope and pray to God. Pray to Jesus who wants me to take the vaccine. I'm going to pray to Jesus that um, these two aren't as annoying as they already look. <laughs> Let's have a look. Who actually pulled her kids out of the public schools in Loudoun County this year. And Cheryl Underchain, also a mother of three. Underchain, that's a nice name. Three and a member of Loudoun's Parents for Education. Ladies, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. All right, so Morning. Alicia, ultimately this all started, uh, you don't want critical race theory taught in your schools to your children. Holy shit! Coffee Talk with Sandra Ninja Gaini, dropping the fucking Ninja Gaini on us. Thank you, Coffee Talk with Sandra. DLive.tv slash Coffee Talk with Sandra. Rule breaker, indeed. Indeed. You know why? That's why we're on Team YouTube over here, by the way. Because Susan, I like to call her Suze. Suze said to me, you know, Boogs, you're just such a rule breaker. You're a risk taker. And that's the kind of new, fresh input we need here on Team YouTube. And I said, Suze, I'll be there Monday morning, 9am. I showed up at 9.15. Had to have my little coffee first. Cigarette out in the hall. And then I walked into her office and told her what's what. And of course she was like, you know, we we absolutely promote the Jesus message here on this program, here on Team YouTube, which is get the vaccine, everybody. Very pro-Jesus here on Team YouTube. I mean, look at that. Vaccine saves, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus says vaccines will save you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. Let's carry on. Is that why you want to recall these, uh, these six... Uh, school board members? Well, I really believe that our our school board has really lost their way. Uh, for this reason... <laughs> what led you to that conclusion? <laughs> really? You, you don't say? What was the straw that broke the cattle's back, I wonder? Was it, was it when they told your white student that they're born evil and need to apologize <laughs> that was that when it happened for you i know it happened for me a long time ago and i don't even fucking have kids mate <laughs> i've told the story before how i thought i was like a far leftist when i was younger i think a lot of people do you know in your late teen early 20 years uh, you know, I thought I was on the far left and I was like, yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. And then it started getting into shit like you need to hate yourself and stuff. And I was like, ah, I don't know about this. I'm not sure how productive this is. Yeah, my name's Rob and I'm a plumber. And I want to talk about why the government, the Labor government is putting a toll on a road that people who live in the poorer Western suburbs need to use to get to work every day. Why are you taxing working class people to travel to their jobs when the 
richer people who live in the city areas can just get public transport? Why are you doing that? That's a great question, Rob. Let's talk about LGBTQ plus rights. Rob, did you know as a white business owner that you are inherently evil and you are oppressing minorities? What? I just want to know how come we're being taxed to go to work. (laughs) I thought I was supposed to earn money to pay the tax. Why are you taxing me before I earn the money now? Right? (laughs) That was kind of the shit that I would talk about in these little left-wing circles. And once it started getting to, that's not important anymore, we need to talk about why uh, people of colour are inherently oppressed by people like you. I was like, well... I don't, I don't think you're going to be very successful winning the working class with this message. <laughs> and then it was like, let's chase him into the cornfield, obviously. <laughs> <clears throat> of course, of course, I was wrong. <laughs> Nobody cares about working class issues. We need to talk about what hole people can piss in. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> what about the building site? Fuck the building site. It's full of fucking white men. <laughs> All right. So I'm glad that here we are at this stage in our journey where all it took was for a mother to hear that their child comes home with like tears in their eyes, tears streaming down their face. Little Sally, what's the problem? The teacher told me that I'm inherently evil and I need to say sorry to people for slavery. That was the moment when you twigged and went, ah, right, I get it now. But better late than never. Welcome to the party. And and for adding the parents who want our kids to go back to school to a hit list. That's one of the one of the reasons. But also, yes, I don't want critical theory, not just critical race theory, but critical theory taught in our classrooms. Right. Uh, our schools are not for ideology. Our schools are for education. Mm-hmm. And when you lower education, you lower positive outcomes for everyone. And that is not what we stand for. And Loudoun County parents will not stand. Oof. (laughs) Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to put this up on the big screen and you can draw your own conclusions. That there is the Loudoun County School Board. That's those are the members facing recall. I see five white women. I see a pair of bold frame glasses. I see only one man, but at least he has a non-white last name. At least. Three of our five women are obese. Two are young, pretty blondes. (laughs) I would go so far as to suggest potentially doctor's wives. I'm putting that out there. And hey, if not a doctor's wife, probably a dentist's wife, probably a lawyer's wife, right? You know what I'm saying? Her husband is the deputy vice, you know, the deputy director of some fucking obscure government department which collates and archives environmental studies that deal specifically with tree frogs. He's that kind of a guy. He's not a scientist himself, though. And he takes a lot of pills to get through the day and fucks hookers at least twice a week before he comes home. (laughs) 
upper middle management in a government department. Ugh. A fate worse than hell. I'd rather um I'd rather pay the tax to travel to work with the rest of the blue collar people and you know drink coffee and smoke cigarettes and talk about football and stuff. You know, like we do out here. But thank you for representing our views, uh, Labor Party. Yeah, the school board. Let's carry on. For lowering education, and okay. this is a U.S. issue. It's not just a Virginia issue. Mm-hmm. Alicia, uh, what are you guys talking about regarding your on an nice enemies necklace, list or a hit way. list? Nice necklace, by the way, Alicia. Alicia thought to herself, you know, I'm a busy mother of uh, a student going to this school. I'm going on national TV, international TV, Fox News. I'm going on an international media network. I'm going to wear the most glaring, obvious, big, fuck-off white person necklace that I've got. <laughs> Look at that thing. Look. Jesus Christ. Would you like some neck with that jewellery? Fuck. You really couldn't get any more obvious, but that's okay. Nice and modest of you there. We appreciate the modesty. It's actually fucking with our cameras and our lighting, but hey, whatever. It's fucking with the white balance that we have going on here in the studio. <laughs> Kitty B, you will address me by my husband's title. <laughs> yes. Um, we started going to school board meetings um, last summer, uh-huh. wanting our children to return to school. All children, not just our children. All children. All children. Even the brown ones? Okay. And when we start. What about the LGBTQ plus ones? What about the students of minority in colour? Did you really want them to go back to school? Hey, if you don't like what I'm saying, think about it. 9-11. It's nine in the city And I'm on my way back home Coming on my favourite ditty Swinging like Natalie Just remember, ladies and gentlemen, if this kind of shit is getting you down, just remember, vaccine saves. Jesus says so. So you know it's true. All right. Victor Von Schroom, who always sends good videos to the, to the show, ladies and gentlemen, he sent this one through. Danger Man. Let's. I, I have no idea what this is. Probably something stupid and dumb. <laughs> Because Victor sent it, so let's have a look. <laughs> Hi, this is Danger Man. Hi, Danger the Man. The urban superhero, and this is another Danger Man moment. Okay. Well, good Friday. Happy Friday. Mm. It's Friday, April 16th. Happy Friday, bro. Wishing everybody a happy Friday. But you too. a safe Friday. Okay. How safe? Because don't we have a lot more fun when it's not really safe, though? You know, think about it. Driving around without a seatbelt. Sticking your dick in somebody without a, a condom. Isn't it more fun? <laughs> Taking drugs that you find on the street. Isn't that the shit that lets you know that you're alive? Come on. I don't, I don't think Danger Man wants me to have any fun at all. 
because wine is dangerous. We can't have any more wine. Somebody's going to have to drive home tonight. Life is for living, apparently. There is a lot of activity. People, Mm. you're getting out there because you've been cooped up. I'm sorry, but when I look at his logo, I just can't think of anything except for Danger Mouse. Did you guys see Danger Mouse? It was, I think it was a British cartoon, if I'm not mistaken. You know what? <laughs> Danger Man just makes me think of Danger Mouse. Okay. So, oh, all right. So it was between 1981 and 1981. <laughs> Oh no, that's this is when it was aired. He's the greatest. He's oh, this is the stuff. What a great fucking theme song. What a brilliant theme song. I'd totally forgotten how fucking catchy that was. He's Sounds the like greatest. the Cat Empire. He's fantastic. Fucking catchy. He's amazing. He's the strongest. He's the quickest. He's the best. Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. Danger man, danger mouse. This guy isn't even, this guy doesn't even have a fucking theme song. Fuck him. Some fun. Well, have your fun. Have your but fun. But be safe about it. Okay. Keep safe your fun. eyes and ears open for anything and everything. <laughs> and remember, if you see something, uh, if we see something, I'm going to put this in the chat because this only has 24 views, which I think is a travesty. Can you think about think about how many lives we'd save if more people had seen this? You heard Danger Man. Have fun, but safely. Oh, God. Good, because I was just about to get drunk and climb out on that balcony out there. But Danger Man said not to. <laughs> say something. Don't drink and drive. Yeah. Don't drive and shoot. <laughs> Keep a level head. <laughs> Don't drive and shoot. Good advice. <laughs> but what if I'm a, what if I'm in a police chase? Then what the, what then danger man? Uh, this one was sent through by the Minister of Fun. Aussie Olympian Tora Bright shares wild nude breastfeeding photo. Eh. Look, Tora Bright was a great athlete. I don't know if she's still skiing or not. She was a great athlete. Uh, snowboarder. Australia's most successful, but I, I generally, when it comes to the breastfeeding thing, this is probably going to upset a couple of people, but I don't care. When it comes to the breastfeeding feeding thing, I'm definitely like more modesty minded. Like, I really don't think we need to liberate breastfeeding at all. 
You know, I don't think it's I don't think it's rude or like oppressing anybody or anything to if you need to breastfeed and you you couldn't plan, you know, the day around not breastfeeding in public than to just, you know, maybe go off to a corner somewhere and not make a fucking scene out of it. <laughs> I don't find anything wrong with that. Luckily, my wife doesn't find anything wrong with that either. She's like, no, God, no. <laughs> you know, you'd be a little bit modest. <laughs> right? So. So already I'm like, ugh. But let's have a look. Australia's most successful athlete in Winter Olympic history has stunned her Instagram followers with an insane breastfeeding snap. Uh, Australian Olympian Tora Bright has stunned her Instagram followers, but I hate it when they put the same line in twice. The snowboarder marked her Mother's Day with a series of images alongside her 10-month-old son, Flo. Becoming a mother has unleashed something inside of me, the 34-year-old wrote. It's deeply spiritual. It's primal. It's raw. It's fierce. It is pure. I am mother. My prayer for all mothers now and in the future is that they be heard, honoured, respected, and encouraged to trust their intuition. One of the photos featured Bright performing a handstand while breastfeeding. Okay, there you, there you have it. Okay. I mean, it's it's just all about empowerment. This is so empowering. I'm gonna do it on my hands, on my head. This wasn't Bright's first obscure breastfeeding snap. I mean, it's just, it's like planking with a kid, isn't it? It's like planking bringing a kid along to suck on one of your titties. This wasn't Bright's first obscure breastfeeding snap on the social media platform. Last month, she uploaded an image of herself breastfeeding her son while skateboarding. Flo was born in last late last year, blah, blah, blah. Okay, overwhelmed. That's great. Uh, great athlete. Probably a great mum too. But like I said, I don't care about, you know, the, I don't care about the art of breastfeeding. I don't care about the oppression of breastfeeding. I must be one of those horrible, toxic males that you've heard so much about where I'm like, hey, can you just not pop your titty out in front of all of our friends here at the dinner table? Just go into the next room. <laughs> is that, you know, is that too much to ask? You know. Anyway, that's me. I don't know. I don't know. So how long have we got left? <laughs> minutes oh, there was some stuff that I wanted to cover but you know what I think they're all going to take longer than five so how about this how about we get out of here and we'll reconvene Wednesday night at 7 p.m ladies and gentlemen for another edition of the daily boogie podcast thank you to everyone who joined us tonight thank you for to those who contributed on D live and on Streamlabs. uh like I said I'll be back Wednesday <clears throat> Don't forget to follow some of our friends. Coffee Talk with Sandra, Rational Times. I think everybody's favourite lover of French women might be around a little later on. Tip of the hat to uh, JJ and Lois Ropez from Way Dave. I saw AP in the chat earlier during the intro. Uh, tip of the hat to AP as well. What else you got? Sunday Night Shit Show, Major Tom, Joy Pessy. Tomorrow night, winning TV, of course, ladies and gentlemen. 7pm winning TV. The Victor Show. Don't forget about the Kimmy Show. You got the Kimmy Show. You got the Rice Man, Chimani. Follow all of our friends. So until Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. Remember, vaccine saves. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.